This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host Josh and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Marcus and David, who is making his first official appearance as a member of the bench versus Benchwarmer Scott and newcomer Rodney Hartwig. Uh, welcome to the bench, Rodney. Why don't you take a minute to let us know where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share. I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm now relocated to Vermont. I root for the Cowboys, the Suns, Arizona State Sun Devils, and uh, I'm just excited to be here and uh, jump on Scott's L train. <laughs> uh, and Scott, uh, how are you doing? And let us know what your and Rodney's uh, team name is going to be. I'm good. Um, not in Vermont. So that's that's something. Although I did have a, a lovely Mother's Day there this past year. So shout out to Vermont and to Meatloaf. Love you, Mom. I'm good. Uh, excited to play today. David, welcome aboard. Hope that uh, you can contribute to the, the L train here opposing me but uh Ronnie's a Cowboys fan and I believe I've I've shared my affinity for for Tony Romo in the past uh one of my all-time favorite NFL players so with that in mind our teammates going to be the Romo sexuals right the Romo sexuals (laughs) Marcus how you doing I'm doing well um our game on Friday the high school team I coach was about as awful as it gets because we we're up 35 nothing in the first quarter, 55 nothing at halftime, and those are just agonizing and drawn out. It was horrible. So we have a good – we're playing somebody good this Friday, so I'm excited for it. But, uh, yeah, other than that, just nursing a slight hangover, but nothing a couple of Trulies can't fix. And, David, officially welcome to the team. You're going to have to return your smoking jacket now because you're not just a five-timer guest. You are now an official member of the bench. So you'll need to send that back to the warehouse. Just oh, let you know. That's, that's brutal. I'm not sure I would have officially signed on the dotted line if well, I knew I had to give up the why smoking we didn't, jacket. That's why we didn't tell you ahead of time. I know. We got things locked are, <laughs> it's all David, in the small I, print. Exactly. David, I really, uh, I really appreciate the dedication of you wearing it tonight. It, that's a gorgeous jacket. Uh, <laughs> Thank I, you. God. Thank you. You like the look, huh? I, well, now you know I have to send it back. It's not, it's not as great anymore. But uh, it's, it's great to be an official bench warmer. I'm here to bring the talent level down. That, that'll be my goal, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm also, I've been trying to prepare myself and listen to a bunch of back episodes. I was just listening to the episode where, where Eric Ede uh, is, is throwing a tirade about about his first name, last name problem. So I, I think I'm going to have to rebrand myself before we even start here. And I'm just going to ask to be called Lux. No more David. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to start out on a, or maybe Deluxe. I got to figure it out, but David's too common. Deluxe. I need, I, I need a brand. Deluxe. Oh <sighs> All oh, right. Well, so with I, that though, how are you doing? And let us know what yours and Marcus's team name is going to be. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's, it's always fun to be here. And now it's, now it's an additional pressure to actually have bench warmer after my, after my name. So, uh, yeah. So I had a quick negotiation with Marcus about team name. He and I can't quite see eye to eye because one of us happens to be an Oregon fan. One of us happens to be a Washington fan, but, uh, I know Marcus has, uh, likes the pro wrestling and, and I've had my, my bouts with it as well. 
So we decided to go with the name X-Pac 12 to combine our pro wrestling and our and our Pac-12 love. So it'll be X-Pac 12 for us. All right. So we've got the Romosexuals versus X-Pac 12. There's going to be some aggressive cross chops in this episode. <laughs> that happens on every episode. I Come got everything on. I <laughs> ever wanted and I'll never get that. Oh my God! Don't do that. That's the the worst theme song of all time. Well, we're gonna cut Scott off there, and uh, we're gonna kick it over to Dan for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It is now time for the coin flip, a 50-50 warm-up question worth 10 points. And since Rodney, you are our guest, your team is going to get to call the coin flip questions you guys get to decide on which answer you like you get it right you get the 10 points you get it wrong your opponents get the points today's coin flip question is which quarterback threw more interceptions as a dallas cowboy your possible answers are don meredith or roger staubach i'm just gonna let you take this man whatever you (laughs) decide is fine with me Oh, I mean, welcome aboard. Thanks. Thanks for throwing that to me. The first one I'm, I'm sitting here between, you know, Dandy Dan and, uh, and, and the Captain America. And I'm just going to go, I'm going to guess it's Staubach just for, uh, for longevity here and, and think that, uh, Roger just had more opportunities, a, a, a Brett Favre situation, if you will. We'll check in with Staubach. Okay, well, I will let you know that uh, Roger Staubach threw 109 interceptions in 131 games, but Don Meredith in only 104 games threw 111 interceptions. So the correct answer was Don Meredith. All right, well, now I know. That's just how it goes sometimes, Yeah. I was, I was uh, kind of surprised that with that many fewer games that he still had a couple more interceptions, so... Yeah, and that's where I was at, too, is that, uh, you know, I mean, it, I figured it had to be close. You can pretty much assume that most of those coin flip questions are going to be really close. There's not going to be an obvious answer. All right. Well, heading into the first quarter, um, by uh, no talent of their own, uh, X-Pac 12 has 10 to the Romosexual 0. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash TP. Thanks. So today's first quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be four before and after style questions. For example, if I said, 
what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 25 points. Question one. What two-time NBA scoring champion from this century who was drafted straight out of high school has been named to two Pro Bowls as a defensive tackle for the Atlanta Falcons? I got it, Rodney. Good with that? Yeah, let's go ahead and check in. All right, the Romosexuals have checked in, so X-Pac-12, you guys can talk it out. Um, Did you see what I put, David? I like the first half. trying to think on the, oh yeah i guess we can actually talk now so so scoring leaders i was trying to think of scoring leaders coming straight out of high school um i definitely like what you put for that half which is tracy mcgrady uh that makes a lot of sense the only thing that i'm i'm, I'm i just have pause about grady jarrett just because I, I i i don't have a sense in my head of how many pro bowls people make i know when they make at least one and then it's anything up to five and i'm just sort of shaky but obviously that works from a pre and post game standpoint yeah let's go with it i like it okay uh, checking in with Tracy McGrady Jarrett. Okay, and the homosexuals, what do you guys have? Yeah, I mean, uh, Scott sent this over to me pretty quick, and uh, we also checked in with Tracy McGrady Jarrett. Both teams will be receiving points. The correct answer is Tracy McGrady Jarrett. Tracy was the NBA scoring champion in 2003 and 2004. Another player who fits the first half is Kobe Bryant who was a two-time scoring champion from 06 and 07, uh, was also drafted straight out of high school. And for the current season, Jarrett is a defensive end with the Falcons changed to a 3-4 defense. Not working. You know what? Their 4-3 wasn't doing much either, so I'm not sure (laughs) No, it matters. (laughs) All right, let's move on to question two. What three-time Super Bowl winning quarterback was the first player to sign a $300 million free agent contract in U.S. sports history? We'll go ahead and check in. Hey, the homosexuals have checked in. X-Pac 12, you guys get to talk this one out again. All right, so three-time, three-time winning Super Bowl quarterbacks. I mean, there's Bradshaw. Uh, there's Brady, obviously. There's Aikman. I was only leaning towards Aikman because I know Rodney is a, is a Cowboys fan. Okay, so if it is Troy Aikman, didn't Manny Machado, did he sign a $300 million deal? He did. Was he the first? That's what I was trying to remember. Um, he signed an enormous contract. Because, like, I, for some reason, I initially thought Bryce Harper, but I couldn't get there the quarterback way, and I don't know if he did 300 but. Just trying to think, like, who's, who's had contracts that big? I mean, Lindor signed one that big. Harper signed that one that big. But I can't, I can't get there for for any quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Are are you comfortable with with uh, Troy Aikman, Machado? I'm good enough. I think I don't. I don't know that I'm going to come up with anything else. Just trying to run real quickly. Who I know who signed contract? Oh, wait a minute. It doesn't say. Okay, I mean, it. It's not likely to be a football player, right? I mean, it. Uh, it Three hundred million dollars of free agent contract is most likely going to be a baseball player. I, I, I sort of went straight to baseball because I assumed it, but he doesn't say that. He only says U.S. sports history. So U.S. sports history is nice because it makes sure it's not messy or somebody like that it keeps it uh, domestically right. here. So, all right. I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to get anything better. Do you want to go for, for Troy Aikman, me, Machado? Uh, I'm good with that. Okay. We'll check in with that, Josh. 
All right. And the homosexuals, what do you guys have? Uh, yeah, I mean, 300 million free agent. I know baseball has stupid money. Um, we went a little bit older and we checked in with Troy Ake, Manny Ramirez. One team will be getting points. The correct answer is Troy Ake, Manny Machado. Yeah, as uh, soon as they threw out Manny Machado, I was yep. like, totally, that's the answer. So I specifically said three-time winning Super Bowl quarterback. So, uh, David, when you were kind of going on these ones who won more, that wouldn't have worked because Troy is the only quarterback currently uh, to win exactly three Super Bowls. And Machado, however, was not the first player to sign a $300-plus million contract. That, that first belongs to Giancarlo Stanton, who signed a contract extension with the Marlins for $325 million. His was the first $300 million free agent contract which then was followed up by Bryce Harper, who actually, his went over 400 million. Like his was like 430 million or something like that, so. Gotcha, so we actually got a little bit lucky there because we read, we read through two important clauses in your, in your question, Josh. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Well, a little luck never hurts. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so this was specifically about the free agent signings because um, now we have a non-free agent contract signing in the US, which has gone above 500 million. And that is not in baseball. That was Patrick Mahomes. What was that Alex Rodriguez ten-year contract? Then? So he signed. So he had he had one for two fifty-two. I want to two seventy-five. Yeah, two fifty-two. Yeah, for two fifty-two, and then two seventy-five back was, to back. He had just two monsters. That was the one I was thinking of that led me to Manny Ramirez because that was the the time frame that I got stuck on. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember if he had two contracts that were both ten years. I don't remember the circumstances. Did they rip one up and, and he, he had an up? out? Oh, okay, he, got it. He had an out That's when right. he was going from Texas to New Texas York, to the right? to New York. Yeah, I think so. So right. yeah, so he he didn't get like twenty years worth of that, but he did sign two. There's only one huge Bobby contracts. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to question three. What player who averaged a double-double for the Suns during the 2020-21 season was the first ever college player drafted by the expansion Jacksonville Jaguars in 1995? All right, we're going to go ahead and check in. The Romosexuals have once again checked in first, so Xbox 12, you guys can talk this one out. What do you think, David? I, I I I love it, and they just they're just uh, five seconds ahead of us every time. But yes, I I I know for sure because I remember that that, and I don't know why I remember this, but Jacksonville, uh, the first pick that they ever had was Tony Baselli, um, at a, a offensive lineman, which seems strange, but I guess as your as a cornerstone franchise pick, and uh, yeah, and the first half that you sent was was perfect, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, we're gonna check in DeAndre Ayton, Tony Baselli. Okay, and the homosexuals. Yeah, the, uh, the my heart's still pumping from the Valley Oop in that playoff game that he converted. Uh, we also came up with DeAndre A. Tony Baselli. Well, both teams will be getting points because the correct answer is DeAndre A. Tony Baselli. Um, DeAndre was born in the Bahamas and moved to San Diego to play high to play high school basketball. And um, while Baselli was the first college player drafted by the Jaguars. Steve Berline was their first ever player drafted from the 1995 NFL expansion draft that took place two months before the 95 NFL draft. Yuck. I'm pretty sure he was my uh, clipboard captain in my first game. You didn't like him as the cornerstone quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars? 
No. <laughs> well, it's funny the way the expansion drafts tend to work because it's not obviously the very best players are not available. It's typically guys who have bad contracts. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're guys that they don't they please take this guy off our hands. Right. They wouldn't they wouldn't take a hot shot who isn't paid very much and they wouldn't take their top players. So they, you get these that that's how sometimes like uh, the Golden Knights will turn around like a pretty good team, because I gather they they picked a whole bunch of guys who just may have been slightly overpaid. So that means, you know, the Kraken are God, next year. Uh, Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> Why not? And then uh, two years, the the Mariners get to go to the playoffs. You're you're just turning up, Marcus. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they were off schedule, and it still hurt really bad. We went to the last game, and like it ended up not mattering, but it also hurt a little bit. All right, let's move on to question four. What manager who led the Minnesota Twins to their two World Series championships was a backup quarterback for the Colts, Browns, Bills, and Vikings? Yeah, I like that. I'm good with that. All right. Finally, we get to check in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. X-Pac 12 is checked in. So, homosexuals, you guys can talk it out. Yeah. I I don't know a Twins manager before Ron Gardenhire, so that's not good. So, if we're going to get this, we got to come at it from the backup quarterback. Yeah. I mean, 80s baseball is not not where I'm, I'm, I'm at, so... It Colts. wasn't just the 80s. Oh. So the very beginning of the 90s, 91. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. When I was in kindergarten, baseball is not, you know. <laughs> You're already not a big baseball fan to begin with, right? Let alone when you yeah, were. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I watch it. I'm not a huge, I don't like obsess over it. So I don't. Yeah. Um... All right, backup quarterbacks, Colts, Browns, Bills, Vikings. Browns, Both those, Vikings, like, Holcomb played for two out of the four. That's not going to help. Rosenfels? Uh, I mean, there's no time frame on this. That's, that's, I know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like, obviously, I'm going to know the name once I hear it. A manager that won the World Series. It's not, not going to be Parky Anderson, Jurgensen. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, I don't think we're. I don't think we're getting there. So. Yeah, you're right. We're not getting points either way. So let's yeah. have some fun with it. All right, we'll check in with Sparky Anderson, Jurgensen. Okay, and Xbox 12, what did you guys come up with? Yeah, so um, I remember the, these World Series well, but I guess there's age has an advantage here. So the manager of those teams, as obviously Josh is very aware, was Tom Kelly. And uh, Holcomb. And, right. <laughs> and then once once we got that, then then obviously it's it's nice when you go front to back. So so Tom Kelly Holcomb just sort of rolled off the fingers at that point. So Tom Kelly Holcomb. Well, one... One team was getting points because Kelly Holcomb did play for all four. The correct answer is indeed Tom Kelly Holcomb. All right. Well, after the first quarter, we have scores of the Romosexuals have 50 and X-Pac 12 is up to 110. Today's second quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. 
If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. All right, question one. Who holds the record for most career games pitched with one team in national in the National League with 902? We're going to check in. Okay, Xbox 12 has checked in, so we're homosexuals. You guys can talk it out. Yeah, I, I, I do think you're right. it probably has to be a relief, a relief yeah, pitcher. It's got to be some kind of relief pitcher. 902, um, you know, games, you're, that's... Right, because I mean, if, if you're doing, if you're starting, you start thirty games a season. You got to play for thirty years with that team. So I don't, yeah. I don't think that works. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, so maybe Trevor Hoffman. You know what? I I like Hoffman. I like that. Project. I mean, he, you know, he was there for, it's you know, forever and. Yeah. No, you know what? I like I like that. Um, Hoffman's gonna be our best answer for sure. All right. Yeah, we're gonna check in with Trevor Hoffman. And Xbox Twelve. What did you guys have? Well, when I when I saw it, we both had to reread the question because you said games pitched, but you didn't say games started, which which means that uh, with nine hundred two, that's a huge number. So it pretty much has to be a reliever, and if it's somebody that's with one team for a really long time, um, the name Trevor Hoffman came to mind for for us. So that's what we checked in with. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Trevor Hoffman. Hoffman earned 552 saves in the 902 games he pitched in for the San Diego Padres. Moving on to question two, what Detroit Tiger won the 1978 AL Rookie of the Year award? Uh, we're going to check in. Okay, X-Pac-12 has checked in, so we're homosexuals, you guys can talk it out. So we're, we're going back and forth in the chat and uh you know i think i i mentioned that uh baseball's not not my my strong suit i'm thinking that uh, if, if if late 80s isn't then late 70s probably isn't either <laughs> you know <laughs> it's, it's it's a fair assumption so you know i'm kind of leaning on scott on this uh you know i know he's 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 got a little bit more experience going over the lists and yeah so we're kind of have it narrowed down to a couple names here and um i, I know that it, that's Mark Fidrich won around that time, and I know he was a Tiger. But I, I feel like those two things line up enough. I, I really can't name too many other players from those Tigers teams that fit. So I think if we're good with that, we should probably just check in with Mark Fidrich. Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll just check in with that, and and you know if if we got to ride this L train a little longer, then that's that's what happens. Yeah, this is only the second quarter. So we're going to check in with uh, Mark Fidrich. Okay. And X-Pac 12, what did you guys check in with? Uh, yeah, this is sort of my sweet spot for baseball. And I think for Detroit Tigers around then, Fidrich was a little bit earlier. I knew it had to be either Trammell or Whitaker, but pretty sure this was, was Lou Whitaker. So that's what we checked in with. Okay. One team will be getting points. Uh, the correct answer is Lou Whitaker. Um, Mark Fidrich did win AL Rookie of the Year in 1976. Um, and also, the other name that uh, David put out there, Alan Trammell, was a rookie at the same time as Lou Whitaker. And Lou Whitaker, uh, Sweet Lou received 21 of the 28 votes, and Alan Trammell received one. So your theme-linked answers thus far are Trevor Hoffman and Lou Whitaker. Question three. 
What two-time NCAA champion was drafted 10th overall by the Philadelphia 76ers in the 2018 NBA draft? Yeah, I like that. Yep. All right. We're checked in. Okay. The homosexuals have checked in. X-Pac 12, you guys can talk it out. So, David, you uh, <clears throat> you think this question is a little tricky, tricky? Why do you say that? Well, because he doesn't play for them, and he never did. Oh, I see. I was just trying to remember names from that. Well, actually, I was trying to go for two-time NCAA champions, and I got to Villanova, which, of course, I was watching because one of those years they beat UNC. So I was trying to pick that roster in my head. But why don't you finish it out? Yeah, the only reason I say this could be a little tricky is because he was traded. And I, well, actually, I'm not going to say anything because if if we know anything about Bombback, he doesn't like flavor text being ruined. So, uh, <laughs> well, you can I'll, ruin my uh, flavor text. That's so nice of you. It's so <laughs> I just have it. If you want to ruin it, you're certainly welcome to. All right. Um, so, we're going to check in with Mikhail Bridges. Okay. And Romosexuals, what did you guys check in with? Well, I'm, I'm not going to be as nice as Marcus. Um, I remember they made a big deal because Villanova guy staying in Philly and his mom actually worked for the Sixers organization. So it was a feel-good story. And then a few minutes later, they announced he was traded to the Suns. <laughs> um, the correct answer is Mikael Bridges. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Mikael Bridges. Uh, yes, he was traded on draft night, but there were also two other two-time NCAA champions from Villanova in that draft. Um, Dante DiVincenzo went 17th to the Bucks, and Jalen Brunson uh, was drafted 33rd overall by the Maps. So you didn't take all of my flavor text. The theme-linked answers thus far are Trevor Hoffman, Lou Whitaker, and Mikkel Bridges. Moving on to... Question four. During his 17-year career that started in 1991, what six-foot-five player who weighed 365 pounds was described as, quote, the prototypical 3-4 nose tackle of this era? All right. Josh, yeah. we're going to check in. Sorry, Marcus. No, you're good. Uh, Xbox 12 is checked in, so... Homosexuals, you guys can try to figure out at least one yeah. uh, big fat guy from the NFL who played for 17 seasons. Thanks. That's gracious of you. Who did he play for, Scott? Try to jog my memory. Dan Wilkinson. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati, Detroit. Uh, he was drafted like first overall, but I think that was in uh, 1994. So I don't, I don't yeah, think it's him, but I know he played for a while. I, my initial thought was Russell Maryland because of the Cowboys, but he didn't play. There's no way he played no, 17 he didn't play seasons. Since. I'm just trying to think of other DTs around that time, or sorry, nose tackles. Nose tackles, prototypical nose tackle of this era. Right. So you think in so the 90s. in a three-four, right? So you think of teams that were playing three-four back then, mm -hmm. like the Steelers. But I don't know their nose tackle was mm -hmm. in the '90s. I know Casey Hampton was for about 12 years in the 2000s, but 17 years. I mean, again, that's that's a really long time. I started playing Madden probably about halfway through his career. So again, I'm sure it's a guy that I'll recognize. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure as soon as we hear it, I'm, I'm going to know it, but this is not, this is not ringing any bells for me. And yeah. I, I like, I would, I would guess it's probably a Steeler as well, because it, that just seems like. That's they have guys that, that play be. a long time and yeah, exactly. they, play a three, they run a three, four. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> We're checked in Josh. Steely McSteelface. Ooh, an oldie but a goodie. And Xbox 12, 
what do you guys have? Yeah, we, uh, I, you know, same thing thinking Dan Wilkinson, but the time frame didn't match up and to play that long is especially at that size and at that position is really ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, we were just, you know, throwing out names and, and David brought one up and it triggered something in my head. So we decided to go with it. We are checking in with Ted Washington. One team will be receiving points. And surprisingly, it is not Steely McSteelface. The correct answer is Ted Washington. Um, so he played for seven different teams in his 17-year career. Never once, though, with the Steelers. Yeah, I remember him as a Raider. He's a Raider to me. That's uh, Yeah, so he was a Raider for two years towards the end of his career, not his last stop. Yeah, so. my, my Madden he, days. Did he play in New England? Didn't he win a Super Bowl with the Patriots? He he won a Super Bowl his one year with the Patriots in 2003. Yes. So he started with San Francisco, went to Denver, went to Buffalo, then to Chicago, then to the Patriots, then to the Raiders, and finished up with the Browns. The only team he had, the only team he was with for more than two or three years was Buffalo from 95 to 2000. Otherwise, everyone else was like a one, two, or three year stint. Question five. In 1933, both the American and National Leagues had triple crown winners from teams in Philadelphia. Chuck Klein from the Phillies won the NL Triple Crown. What player for the Athletics won the AL Triple Crown? We're going to check in. Okay, X-Pac 12 is checked in. So, homosexuals, you guys get to talk it out. I have no clue. Philadelphia A's in 1933. It's that's that's just. I mean, um, I mean, even in my head, if I'm thinking about Triple Crown winners, it it for me doesn't go back that far. So yeah, my mind, not the list. Obviously, the list. I can't even remember which horse won in '33. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> This could very well be a this could be a horse or a human, and I wouldn't like I, I have no yeah. idea to be honest with you. Like, it's I mean I know it's not Sea Biscuit. That's that's the one thing I've eliminated at this point. You know, yeah, I I, I don't know. So we're gonna actually, you know what? We're gonna check in just in case this will cover us for a horse or a human. We're gonna check in with BoJack Horseman. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and Xbox Twelve, what did? Uh you guys come up with um yeah this is uh not necessarily in the old wheelhouse but uh we think we know the theme so that helped uh so we checked in with jimmy fox one team will be receiving points the correct answer is jimmy fox in 1933 this was the only season in major league baseball history where both leagues had triple crown winners so the theme-linked answers are Trevor Hoffman, Lou Whitaker, Mikkel Bridges, Ted Washington, and Jimmy Fox. So one team has checked in with an answer, and that is X-Pac-12. So homosexuals, if you guys actually want to talk this out, you guys certainly can. You have four minutes if you want. I don't even know where to begin on this. I feel like maybe it's the surnames. I mean, you got, I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I'm on a, a weird Oscar winners. 
I'm seeing like Jamie Foxx and Forrest Whitaker, but I can't find the rest of them. Okay. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, Bridges. I, but I mean that's that's four Oscar winners. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Forrest Whitaker, Denzel Washington. Okay. Yeah, that's that's better than anything I would have thought yeah. of. Okay. I mean, um, I just and they, they said that the last one helped them. I mean, I don't. I could be way off, but I I can't think of anyone named Mikkel or Bridges. But I mean, yeah, I mean Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. That's our best Oscar winners. Okay. Maybe he'll tell us if we need to be more specific, but maybe we can just check in with Oscar winners. Josh, we're going to check in with Oscar winners. I will accept that as specific enough. And XPOC 12, you guys sent your answer after the third uh, question. What did you guys have? Under protest after the third question, uh, because I wanted to do it after the second question, but I let I let David hear one more because he wanted to hear one more. But as soon as he said Lou, he was sure it was Lou Whitaker, I went, oh, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Forrest Whitaker have won Oscars, right? And he said, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And so we waited to hear one more. But yes, we we actually checked in with Best Actor Oscar winners. That's what we were. That's, yeah, that's they are. I'm sure that's what you would have said if I had asked for more specific. But there's even a third more specific that David would actually rule out the thing you just sent me. These are all Best Actor winners from the odds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, yes, when Marcus well. first said Philip Seymour Hoffman and then Rodney also said Philip Seymour Hoffman, I was thinking, what about Dustin Hoffman? But yes, yep, okay, yep. you're right. It's more if it's, if it's from the aughts, yeah. then you're 100%. So, yeah, so it was specifically, uh, I went yeah. to the aughts. So, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman in 2005 mm-hmm. for Capote, Forrest Whitaker in 2006 mm-hmm. for The Last King of Scotland, Scotland. Scotland, Jeff Bridges, 2009, Crazy yes. Heart. Denzel Washington, 2001, Training Day, and Jamie Foxx, 2004, Ray. Ray. Yep. I am really glad you guys got there, Uh, uh, Romosexuals, because like part of me was like when it looked like you guys didn't have anywhere to start from. No, Rodney got there. I got there. Well, well, no, when you were like. I was stuck on Bridges. I like Bridges. I couldn't I couldn't get there. And then I was like, man, I want to give them a hint. And right as I was thinking that. Jimmy Fox, Jamie Fox, and then Forrest Whitaker popped at me. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think maybe if it had been in a different order, we got would have got there faster, but that's, that's a good one. I, yeah. I, I like, I like well, that's that. Why, that's why I went with Jimmy Fox yeah. as the last one. Cause yeah. Yeah. As soon as I was thinking about wanting to give you a hint, Scott, mm-hmm. you were like, I think it has something with the surnames. And I was like, Oh, there yeah. you go. There yeah. you go. Well, because no, I was looking we at the first names and I'm like, Mikhail really throws off. Mikhail, yeah. Ed and Lou in a boy band mm-hmm. just didn't sound right. Yep. Yeah, and I was, I even, I even messaged Scott. I was like, you know, Michael, Mike, but his name is pronounced Mikhail. Like it's, there's no, there's no room in that. But I had just sent Scott a message that said brutal about this round. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got there. Nice work. Yeah. Um, so after the second quarter, we have the following scores. With getting that 50 points for the theme, the homosexuals are over 100. They're up to 140. Yes. And Xbox 12, a little bit farther ahead at 310. Aggressive crotch chops right now, guys. <laughs> I don't know if you caught Marcus on Zoom, but I'll never, I'm going to go to sleep thinking about that. I'm not, it's caught. Oh, man. Oh, I mean. Xbox, right. Xbox never even threw up the X. It was oh, like no. literally was, just yeah. pointing. 
that was like literally the last time I actually watched wrestling was NWO and DX. So I always thought the Bronco Buster was a little. Um, um, <laughs> anyway, let's move on to halftime, shall we? It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. So that brings us to halftime. And although nobody asked for it, today's halftime show is the return of sci-fi. I mean, hopefully these will be uh, gettable. I even have some clues in on some of them. Question one, what real life game show host parodied his TV persona in 1987's The Running Man, portraying the evil egotistical game show host, Damien or Damon Killian? Oh, sorry, we will check in. X-Pac 12 is checked in. So for homosexuals, uh, talk this one out. I mean, yes, it's a movie from the eighties, but it's a quintessential Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It is, and I'm like, I. It's not coming to me, but I know I'm going to be kicking myself once David. I don't even know how this is sports related. So the you're, running you're, man, you're ahead of me as far as getting to the answer. Have you ever seen this movie? I've never heard of this movie until okay. you asked the question. You've never heard of the oh, running wow. man. I mean, I know the dance, but I, no. I've never heard of the movie. Oh, my. So you, if you apparently need to brush up on your Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I don't or, know if I've said, said this or your before, Stephen but King movies. I don't really watch. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of '80s films in general. Um, so yeah, uh, a '87 game show host. So we got Pat Sajak. I mean, Will Fortune was was pretty big then. Family Feud. Uh, Richard Dawson. I think it's let's I, let's go with Richard because Richard is jumping out at me. Um, I don't know why, and I, you know, I mean, I've, I, it's been a while since I've seen this, but I'm familiar with it, and for some reason, Richard, like, you know, let's go with Richard Dawson. All right, checking Check in, in with Richard, Richard Dawson. Dawson. Okay, and Xbox Twelve, what do you guys have? Yeah, our conversation was pretty short on this one because, yeah, I'm a kid of the '80s. Sorry, Scott, but, but yes, it is Richard Dawson, and I'm pretty sure Governor uh, Jesse Ventura was in this movie as well. He was. He was, and both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Richard Dawson. Uh, film critic Roger Ebert, who gave the film a thumbs down, wrote, playing a character who always seems three quarters drunk, he chain smokes his way through backstage planning sessions and then pops up in front of the cameras as a cauldron of false jollity. Uh, work, working the audience, milking the laughs and the tears, he is not really much different from most genuine game show hosts. And that's the film's private joke. So, yeah. Hey, good job. You guys got there. I'm proud of you. I was, my head was stuck on Richard Kind. And I was like, this is not the correct answer at all. Well, you guys got that one. This one's a little more, uh, you know, this one might be the toughest of the three. We'll see. Question two. What is the name of the popular professional league sport, a close quarters ball game that was watched throughout the 12 colonies of Kobol in Battlestar Galactica? It would be popular in Egypt as well. And for a 10 point bonus, what is the name of the poker-like card game that the Viper pilots played? 
Chinese organized crime syndicates would certainly enjoy playing. But don't worry, everybody, this pretty much exhausts all of the sci-fi, so I don't think I'll be able to do uh, another <laughs> third one. Uh, not unless we get some new sci-fi shows that have some cool sports things in them. Even though it's uh, it's on... Uh... Wait, where, where did David just disappear Yeah, to? he, I think he, even though it's condemned right now, or at least, uh, you know, on hiatus. I Wait a minute. He, did, I think he tried to sneak in. Did Dan give you a key to the Mind Palace? <laughs> oh, I, oh, did I just go on Mind Palace? I, I, you I did, I you took off your headphones. You and I, you oh, yeah, I was, I, I was, I was trying to get it what one of your hints was. And I, and I think that I, yeah, I just checked it. I, I have, I'm going to have to develop my own. I don't know, you guys might be able to protest this by him he just, accessing he, the illegal. He just, he just tried to. He just crawled into I, the basement you know level of the mind palace. I think. I, I think was, it's called the the deluxe dungeon. There we go. How's that? I was, I was trying to go to the. I was trying to go to the the mind bungalow for one of the hints. So I, I'll, I'll I'll let it slide. Yeah, but there was just, we just witnessed. Speaking of crime, we literally there was a break in as we're recording this. Dan's gonna be pissed. I don't know if he was there long enough to like really mess up anything, though. It seemed like he was he went pretty quick. That is true. That is true. We're gonna check in because we don't have much time left. Yeah, we're checking. So uh the homosexuals have checked in. Uh Xbox 12, you guys have, I don't know, like five more seconds. So you might as well uh, come up and give me some answers here. Yeah, David, I I put that earlier. I have I like I that's one I know for a fact about. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, shoot. Then why did I bother going to the to the I dungeon? Thought, I thought you were going for the for the regular answer. No, I'm pretty convinced of the of the first one. So so well, let's so like I, I guess in. we just yeah I think we just we just oh yeah and you're right now I see it in the chat yeah, that must have yeah, been yeah. when I no, that must have been when I whipped out the headphones yeah so so for the first one so based that on was the a hint, true break in then because okay. does the same thing so, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, the alarms are going off now. So, so the hint on the first one sort of gave that to me because I had a vague memory. So I think for the first one, we're checking in with Pyramid. And for the bonus poker light card game, uh, we are going with Triad. Okay. And homosexuals, what did you guys have? So we, uh, we, we kind of went back and forth on a couple things um, for, for the, the, clue about the hint about egypt we we kicked around pharaoh sphinx but we ultimately settled on pyramid and then uh for the for the second one the bonus points scott threw out yakuza to me but that's japan and i was trying to come up with something for china um and ultimately we just went with tiger but i think i think the triad is is the correct answer there yeah both teams will be getting points for the main part of the question. The, the close quarter ball game is pyramid. Um, and X-Pac 12 will be getting the bonus points because the card game is in fact triad. So pyramid is played on a pyramid shaped court, hence the name of the game. And in the original series from the late seventies, the names were the exact opposite. Triad was the close quarter ball game and pyramid was the card game. So there you go, some trivial nugget knowledge for you. All right, let's move on to the last question in halftime. On the Big Bang Theory, what extension of the classic game of chance Rochambeau does Sheldon prefer to play? Rango and Leonard Nimoy would approve. 
We can check in. And the homosexuals have checked in. So Xbox 12, you guys can talk it out. What do you know about Rango? Let's start with that. Isn't that that animated movie about the lizard? Yeah, but it was Johnny Depp. So so maybe the game smells bad or it looks like it smells bad? <laughs> 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 or just gives everyone the creeps, right? The yeah. game just... <laughs> Yeah. But but that wasn't um, true for Leonard. Ne- Leonard Nimoy was obviously Spock. And what was unique about Spock? I like to imagine Shock playing the Rochambeau that is the kick in the nuts. Like that would be pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I don't. I never really watched The Big Bang Theory. So I'm just trying to think of. Wait. So I'm trying to. Th- okay. So wait a minute. So what is? Oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The classic game of chance, Rochambeau. Is right. Okay. Wait. Is that okay? Hang on a second. I should know this. Is that rock paper scissors? Yeah. Yeah. Some people call it that. Yeah. So then people call it that. Everyone calls it that. No. Not not here. So hang on a second. So so wait. So what? what, In the nuts. Rango and Leonard Nimoy. So wait a minute. So so is it some kind of an extension? Meaning it's rock paper scissors something. It would, be, it would paper, be like scissors, right? Vulcan, rock, paper, scissors, Vulcan. I mean, but he would have no, but he would have said he would have said Spock if it were Vulcan. That's why I'm wondering if it's rock, paper, scissors, Spock. But that doesn't explain the Rango thing. What was Rango? A lizard. So rock, paper, scissors, Spock, lizard. That doesn't sound right. David, at this point, you just pick whatever you think is right because I don't know it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of how much I should. Well, okay. So for one thing, it should be lizard than Spock because he wrote it that way. Rock, paper, because an extension of the game, rock, paper, scissors, this, this can't be exciting to listen to. Makes me think it's something like rock, paper, scissors, Spock, lizard. Sure. Go but, ahead. But Go hang ahead. on a second. But hang on a second. It's got to be this one more time. Rango and Leonard. No, rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. It's got to be in that order, even though that's so goofy. I didn't watch enough Big Bang Theory, but I'm going to go with, okay, we're, <laughs> with Marcus's blank check, I'm going with rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. And the homosexuals. What did you guys have? So who's editing halftime? Because they got to put in the truck noise. Just the beep, beep, beep. It's 100% rock, paper, scissors, lizard spot. There's t-shirt, there's merch, there's that's, I mean, it's a cornerstone of Big Bang Theory. Oh, I wanted sound effects back, and now we've got one for this. I episode. think we will be getting sound effects back because, yes, the correct answer. Both teams are getting points. It is rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. As Sheldon explains, scissors cut paper, paper covers rock, rock crushes lizard, lizard poisons Spock. Spock smashes scissors, scissors decapit- decapitates lizard, lizard eats paper, paper disproves Spock. Spock vaporizes rock, and as it always has, rock crushes scissors. And I mean, that's, that's really like, impressive. That's but... like see early season one Big Bang Theory. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's just God. I just watched a grown man unravel his way into a correct answer. Well, here's the thing if that, que- that question was elegantly and carefully written, Yes, it was. Thank you very much. You're you're doubling our score. Stop it. Yeah. All right. After halftime, we have the following score. Uh, Romosexuals are above 200. They're at 215. And uh, 
X-Pac-12, they have not cracked 400, so they're still in the 300s. They're at 395. There's still a lot of points to be had, so. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. All right, let's get on to list number one. The five players with the most career rushing touchdowns for the Dallas Cowboys. We will check in. Okay, Xbox uh, 12 is checked in. What are you thinking, Rodney? I mean, I'm, I'm obviously Emmett Smith. Obviously, Emmett Smith. Um, Out of guaranteed 10 I, points, if nothing else. Yeah, I, I think uh, Tony Dorsett, you know, I, I got a. I got it. I got his jersey hanging in the closet behind me, so I, I got to go with Tony Dorsett. Um, you know, I, I I think there's a good chance that uh, that that Grant Hill's dad might be on there, Calvin yeah. Hill. His greatest contribution to the world being Grant, but yeah, he might have scored yeah. some touchdowns. So then I think you I think you start kind of getting into that that gray area. Um, you know, Philip Tanner definitely not on there. Um, no, no. You know, uh, no, I don't think Lance Dunbar quite makes Lance, it. Um, Joseph Randall, so, Joseph Randall, <laughs> the klepto uh, himself, <laughs> yeah, persona non grata. So um, I think you, you start getting into those trap answers, though, right? Like, I mean, uh, Demariocus Murphy Murray that went to the, the Eagles over there, but he was only there four years, he had one yeah. big season, so it's hard to think he's top five. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a Marion Barber who got a lot of goal line work, but got a lot of goal line work. I, I want to say there's probably there's probably a non running back on this list. What like a fullback? What do you think, Daryl Johnson? Either that or or you know Romo doing quarterback sneaks. But yeah. honestly, I'm really only confident about the three. Zeke might have already snuck in, but it's it's tough because the Romo years and and the Dak years, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, fades to yeah. know, Des Bryant and and, yeah. and Witten. There's a lot of Witten, Witten. in there. Yeah. A lot of Jason Garrett field goals. So many Jason Garrett field goals. So, <laughs> um, I mean, if you're good with three, yeah. if you feel good about those three only, yeah, that's I, that's fine. You know, do you want to take a chance on Zeke? I I want to say yes only because we're down so much and we could use the extra points, but yeah. I, I again, you know what? I'll Let's throw a flyer you. out there, and then you know we'll 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 have Josh give us the amounts, and if if Zeke went over into top five today, then we'll we'll file an appeal, right? <laughs> yes, there you go. 
All right, I believe uh, we're checking in then officially with Emmett Smith, Tony Dorsett, Brent Hill's dad, Calvin, and Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, and X-Pac 12, what did you guys have? Uh, well, um, we agree with the, you know, the, the usual suspects at the top. We are going with Emmett Smith and Tony Dorsett. And we also went with Ezekiel Elliott, but our fourth one was different. We did actually mention Calvin Hill, but we weren't confident enough to put him down. But our fourth name is Marion Barber. I'm assuming you are speaking of the third. The third, yes. <laughs> Mary, or, or, or his proper title, Marion the Barbarian. All right, shall we, shall we get to the suspense of who the top five are? No surprise, number one, Emmett Smith with 153. Also not a surprise, number two, Tony Dorsett with 72. Number three, at least midway through this week, Ezekiel Elliott was, is third with 50. It, did he score today at all? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. How many did he score today? He scored one on the ground. One on the ground, yeah. One on the ground. So he's actually at 51 then. But so he was already in the top five. It didn't matter if he got more. Uh, number four, Gopher Great Marion Barber the third has forty-seven, and number five, not mentioned by anybody, Don Perkins with forty-two. So unfortunately, that means that the homosexuals will not be getting any points for list number one, and no. the hits just keep coming because. <laughs> X-Pac 12 does get 40 points. Now, the good news, Calvin Hill is number six with 39. Um, after that, we have Robert Newhouse, um, Walt Garrison, DeMarco Murray, and Ron Springs are tied for ninth, and Herschel Walker is 11th. List number two, the five players with the most assists for the 2020-21 NBA season. Yeah, we're checked in. All right. Uh, the homosexuals the have checked in. Xbox 12, you guys have uh, about a minute and a half that you guys can finish talking it up. Um, okay, so we feel good about Westbrook, Westbrook and Chris Paul. I do, because, because he said total assists and not assists per game. Right. And so that implies that it's got to be somebody who not just not just racks up assists per game, but obviously played most of the played season. Most of them. Yeah. Because um, the first thing that Marcus sort of messaged me was LeBron led the league. And I said, yeah, but he was that's the downside of being hurt for a really long time. You don't rack up the, the raw numbers. So, um, yeah, go ahead. So do you feel good about Luca or Jokic? I just I feel like I feel like Jokic was had to have been around like seven ish a game and i mean he played most of the season i would feel better i think in my head i feel better about Jokic than luca but i feel decent about both but but i would say that Jokic above luca if i had to pick like if we want to go for three just for yucks i would say Jokic would be my third as well how do you do you want to go with both i'm, I'm good either I, way i i think we play it a little bit safe okay so so we'll say um, Westbrook, uh, Chris Paul, and Jokic. I like that. I like okay. that. Are you That's cool what, with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So we'll say uh, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and Nikola Jokic. 
Okay, and the homosexuals, what did you guys have? Uh, we definitely went with Chris Paul um, and Russell Westbrook, definitely the two that we felt strongly about. And then we threw out some other names. Threw out Jokic, um, was kind of 50-50 on him just because, again, Arch just tend to rack up more total assists, even though obviously he won the MVP and had a ton. Um, some other guys we threw out, like Luca, Trey Young, guys like that. Um, and then Steph Curry had a really nice bounce back season. He was in the MVP race. So we actually ended up checking in with Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and Steph Curry. Okay, let's go through the top five. At number one, with 763 assess, assists, Russell Westbrook. Number two, with 622 assists, Chris Paul. Number three, with 599 assists, Nikola Jokic. Number four was mentioned, but not uh, turned in as an answer with 594, Trey Young. And number five with 567, also mentioned, not submitted as an answer, Luka Doncic. Um, just to let you know, Steph Curry did not crack the top 10. So unfortunately, the homosexuals once again get zero uh, and X-Pac 12 gets 30 for that one. I never in a million years would have guessed Trey Young made that list. <laughs> I, he was on a short Me neither. list, yeah. yeah. No, Me uh, neither. Yeah, he I doesn't mean, seem like, yeah, no, I totally agree. He just agree doesn't seem it. And so I was like, I, I I, thought about, you know, ball dominant guards. And I was like, you no, have to think he, there's no yeah. chance it's Trey Young. He throws a ton of hoops. Like, yeah. yeah to, John that's Collins, true. Like, he's always throwing them up. So just to let you know, there are uh, there is one Golden State Warrior, number six, that's Draymond Green. Yeah. Um, after that, it's Damon, Damian Lillard, uh, James Harden, John Morant, and number 10 was TJ McConnell. All right, well, let's move on to the third and final question or list in five on three. And that list is the last five unique Wimbledon Gentlemen Singles Champions. We're going to check in. All right. Xbox 12 is checked in. So uh, the homosexuals, it sounds like you were just about ready to check in yourself. Yeah, you guys can I mean, finish talking out and give me your answers. Earlier, David said we beat them by five seconds. Uh, Marcus beat us by 0.5 seconds. So, uh, you know, this, this, uh, we, we've been kind of going, going for it this round. And I think we're going to, we're going to settle and hopefully just get, some some points on this one. Um, we're gonna go with some guy named Roger Federer. You may have heard of him. <laughs> um, there's uh, you know uh, Rafael Nadal, and then the last one uh, you you may have heard of him, and he's Wayne Brady's best friend, and his name is Chokovic. How how do you say that, Scott? I think it's Chokovic. Okay, there we go. All right, so you're checking with those three? Yeah, we're going to check good, in with good. Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic. All right, and X-Pac 12, what did you guys So we we checked in with Djokovic, Federer, Nadal, and Andy Murray. Because uh, I remember there was a big deal. It wasn't that long ago that he won. It was a big deal because he's from the UK, and it was the first time in forever that somebody from the UK had won. I think what I what I said to Marcus is that I think – if I want somebody before those four, it goes back to like before Mason was born. Uh, so, uh, but I can't, I can't think of who that would be. So we, we, we stuck with those four. 
All right, well, here's the list. Most recent uh, this year, Novak Djokovic, but he also won in 2019, 2018, 15, 14, and 11. Roger Federer has won it eight times. I'm not going to list all the years, but it goes all the way back to 2003 within the this time frame. Uh, Andy Murray has won twice in 2016 and 2013. Rafael Nadal, 2010 and 28. We have to go all the way back to 2002 for the fifth unique winner. And that would be Leighton Hewitt. Hewitt. Damn yeah. it. I didn't think it would go back that far. Yeah. It, it certainly did. Went back to 2002. Like I, I thought maybe it went back a little bit. Both teams are going to be getting their points. Uh, the crazy thing is, here's the next bunch. 2001 was Goran Ivanisevic. Um, Pete Sampras won seven in that span there. Now we're back to like 96. Richard Krychek won. Uh, 1992, you have Pete Sampras. And 1991, Michael Stick from Germany. So in 30 years, there have only been 10 winners. 30 years. What's really amazing is that in in sort of in this century, like in the last 20 years, if you look at the four grand slams, it was something like, you know, so there'd be 80 winners minus COVID cancellations. I, I don't remember what the number is, but there are only maybe five or six that have not been won by the big three. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, if, if it's you think crazy. about the fact that all three of them are they're the top three in majors and getting grand slam singles titles, and they've all managed to rack it up despite the fact that they're all on the scene at the same time. I mean, that's just remarkable. But yeah, yeah. it's amazing. All right, so after the third quarter, I do have to give a score update. The Romosexuals are up to 245, and Xbox 12, uh, they're at 505. But let's move on, shall we? That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each not to exceed their current point total. All right. So the categories for today are as follows. Question one, the last king of Scotland in reference to golf. Question two, crazy heart in reference to the NFL and Major League Baseball. Question three, training day in reference to the NFL Combine. Question four, Ray, in reference to the NBA. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in the category of the last King of Scotland. The 2018 Open Championship is the most recent year where the tournament was hosted in Scotland in Carnesty or Carnesty. Something like that. What European won the 2018 Open Championship? Okay, the homosexuals have checked in. Uh, Xbox 12, you guys can talk it out. Got any anything, David? So a European golfer. This is not my. This is not my area of expertise. It's not uh, either. So, uh, so like we shouldn't we shouldn't waste a lot of time given our wager. So, nope. Spoiler alert. Uh, McElroy. Uh, I'm trying to that seems a little action. on the nose uh, for a fourth so, quarter okay. question. I, I respect Josh too much. I don't think you'd do that. So I know I, I okay. So I only only from sort of uh, hearing stuff out 
barely, but Molinari won not that long. Molinari, how you pronounce that? He was an Italian guy not not that long ago. It had to be the last five years. Yep, let's do it. Really? Okay, all right. I'm in. I guess we'll check in with Molinari. For how many points? Zero. And the homosexuals, what did you guys have, and how much did you guys wager? We also wagered zero. Um, Yeah. Which then kind of sucked because we think we might have it. Um, But, of course, that's how it goes when you play the game. Rodney, at first, thought it might have been Bagger Vance, but I felt like that was like 20 years late for Bagger Vance. Um, But he's a legend. I know, I know. But I think this was Golfie Von Calloway, so that's what we checked in with for zero points. Okay, well, one team got the answer correct, but we'll be receiving no points. Uh, the is it correct Goldie? answer is Francesco Molinari. Uh, <laughs> this was Molinari's first major championship win. He beat four golfers by two strokes, finishing eight under par for the tournament. This guy, he's just like, oh, I don't know. He's Italian, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> And did you hear that the, I had to talk? I mean, I basically had to talk you into it. You were like, oh, okay, we can go with that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to question two. Uh, since nothing changed there with confident golf wagers. Question two, in the category of crazy heart, NFL tight end Conrad Ruland suffered a brain aneurysm and died in 2016. His heart and one of his kidneys were donated and transplanted in what Major League Baseball Hall of Famer who won the 1977 AL MVP. Uh, we're going to check in. Okay, Xbox 12 has checked in. So, uh, Romosexuals, you guys can talk it out. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about here, Scott. Um, I, well, I feel like it's not a Tiger, right? Because they were winning Rookie of the Year awards, not MVPs. Yeah, exactly. You know that around the time frame. I, yeah, I, I, for some reason, I have not heard about this. It seems like uh, something that would ring a bell, but it doesn't. I threw out Yastrzemski. I think, I think we go with Carl Yastrzemski and, and, uh, you know, I mean, that's as good as it's going to get. All right. Checking in Carl Yastrzemski for 24 points. Okay. And Xbox 12, what did you guys have for an answer and how much did you wager? Um, David actually got this answer, uh, from just the pure baseball side of it. And I threw out a name that was wrong. I put, I I said Ernie Banks at first, but I actually saw the story on this. Don't watch it unless you're comfortable crying in front of people, because it was pretty, the piece that ESPN did on it was pretty tough, but, uh, um, yeah, we're checking in with Rod Carew for 50 points. One team is getting their points. The correct answer is Rod Carew. Hall of Famer Rod Carew. Mad hits. Um, this was odd. 77 was the year that he hit 388. I, I correct. was it was it not? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. I think I just stole flavor. No, text. no, that's all right. Oddly okay. enough, um, and this wasn't like a coordinated thing between those families for it to go to him, but Ruland had attended middle school with Carew's children. And, oh, and I man. didn't come up with this question because of Rod Carew and me being a Minnesota fan. I was trying to figure out something that would go with crazy heart. And I was looking for like people who don't like an athlete who donated a kidney or something. And I stumbled upon this story and I'm like, Oh yeah. Did you Talking watch it? This? No, no. Oh, I, was I, not, I, I had to finish writing my, my game, but I'm going to go back and watch it. I, I read the story like after he went to the parents' house 
afterwards and and, and let his let mom listen to, to his heart. heartbeat and i was like oh god Ooh. i was like ugly crying in my living yeah. room by myself and she's like everybody's heartbeat does have a, their own sound she says and she's like that is my son's heart and it's Ooh. just yeah the story you don't even have to watch a thing if you just read about it it's it's pretty intense but um and it, i didn't i didn't know about this story either like when i was trying to find something for this so yeah it's a pretty incredible story Let's uh, let's move on to question three in the category of training day. What defensive end, one of the first to train specifically for combine, combine drills, was drafted seventh overall by the Philadelphia Eagles in the 1995 NFL draft after he dominated near virtually every drill at the combine? Boy, headsets are going off. Somebody's going to have to call Dan. I think we have people trying to break into the Mind Palace again. I think I'm going to call shenanigans on this one. Wait, why, why shenanigans? Because you went to the Mind Palace again, and I'm not sure you have access. <laughs> We're going to have to ask Dan, because you've gone twice now. You're claiming it's the deluxe dungeon. I think what yeah, you have BS. is you're sneaking in the back door of the Mind Palace. I think you get to a certain age where you can feel these answers on the tip of your tongue, and but and like then you go don't to know. Dan's mind palace to make sure it's yeah. the, it's right there. Yeah, we per, perhaps so. And and in that vein, we will we will check in. Okay, so Xbox Twelve has checked in, and we don't know. Maybe Dan has given keycard access to David in his uh, stead. So I don't know. We'll have to ask Dan. We'll have to ask Dan. So uh, homosexuals, you guys can. Talk it out and let me know your answer and your wager when you get one. I think we're going to go with Williams, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's, yeah, we're going to go with Williams. It's weird. It's, I yeah. tried to go to the mind palace. It's weird. And it was like, it was, you know, there was a barbed wire fence and it was gated. Like, I don't, you know, there was like a doorman and a bouncer. I, it, David just gets to go right in. So I don't, I don't Scott, you were, at, you were trying that, to go in the front door. That's where well, all I the said security to, well, is. I said, you know Scott, what? It, I said to Scott, let me try, let me try. And I tried the back door and you know what? I, it, the back door was not open either. You know, no. so, we're, we're just completely locked out. All right. So you guys are checking in with uh, Williams. Williams for 100 points. Okay. And X-Pac 12. It seems like you maybe stumbled upon the answer in the mind palace. What do you guys have? And how much did you wager? Yeah, I didn't remember specifically that he was a guy who trained just for the combine. That's that's but but I remembered that he was the kind of guy who would do that. And the first thing I said is it's this guy from Boston College. I couldn't bl- I couldn't place him. I said that to Marcus. Then I just needed to concentrate and we checked in with Mamula. For how many points? For 100. The correct answer is Mike Mamula. So Mamula had been projected as a second or third rounder. At the combine, he had 26 bench press reps, which was more reps than the top tackle in that draft, who was mentioned earlier, Tony Baselli. And his 4.58 40-yard dash time was considered extremely fast for his position, and it was actually faster than most of the cornerbacks who were at the combine. Uh, he also scored a 49 out of 50 in the Wonderlick test, which is the second highest score ever recorded by an NFL player. In addition, he had he also had a 38.5-inch vertical jump, higher than cornerback Jimmy Hitchcock. Oh, higher than Jimmy Hitchcock. Jimmy wow. Hitchcock. <laughs> oh, my Thank God. You. Thank you, Wikipedia. It was, it was making me insane because 
there's a pro wrestler named Sean Maluda. And I yes. kept thinking in my head, Maluda, Maluda. And I'm like, that's not right. It's not, it's so close. And then David took his headphones off and then was like, Mamula. And I said, oh my God, yes, Mike Mamula. Yeah, so Thank he, God. He is like the first one to have done that. And now it's like, everybody pay attention because... Yes, just because somebody blows you away at a combine. Yeah, New York. Yeah, New York Jets drafting Vernon Golston. <laughs> we both got there, Marcus. As I honestly thought that that's where this question was going. I was like already start, starting to type Vernon Golston when he's like, guy who, you know, blew up the combine. And I was like, oh, Vernon Golston, let's go. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's, it's like you have three or four years worth of tape <laughs> hey, on these mm-hmm. guys. If you can't determine if that's the right guy for your team, but him blowing away the 40 yard dash or the three cone or whatever. Like it's universal. It's undefeated tape. Don't lie. And the best part is like, we have, we have an, a, a video system. So we have iPads on our sidelines for games and a kid will be like, Oh no, I did this. I saw this. And I walk it over to him. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Just fix it. All right. Let's move on to the last question of the fourth quarter. In the category of Ray, Ray Allen holds the NBA record for most three-pointers made in a half of an NBA Finals game. How many three-pointers did he make in one half of the June 6, 2010 game against the Lakers? We're, we're checked in. We're going to be the good one. All right. So uh, the homosexuals have checked in. So X-Pac 12, you guys can talk it out and let me know your answer and your wager. So we're, we're both looking at each other and, <laughs> and ready to take guesses. It's probably more than five. It's probably fewer than 10. Yeah, uh, I, th- I just threw out eight. Like, I don't know, eight sounds insane. Eight sounds like a lot, though. I mean, in I a agree. finals game, on the, uh, I feel like, okay, so wait, 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 wait. Here's a frame of reference. Jordan hit, but no, wait, I don't even know if those were all in the half because it was against the Blazers that he had six. Yeah, the, the shrug, the shrug game. Yeah, yeah, the shrug like, game, and yeah. I think that was when he hit six. So I think it's more than that. Uh, so I'm good. So seven, eight, seven or eight is probably about what we're looking at. But I, I mean, honestly, you said eight. I, I, I have no clue. I really don't. What do you want to do? I'd say eight. You threw out eight. All Let's right. guess eight. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we're going right. to check in with eight for sixty-nine points. And we're homosexuals. What did you guys have for an answer, and how much did you wager? 100 points. We just threw out an, a guess of seven. Checking with seven. One team will be getting points. The correct answer is seven. In that game, he also, five of those came in one quarter, which he's tied with like three or four other people who have hit five in a quarter but he has hit the most in a half. He also currently holds the career record for three-pointers made, but that should be passed uh, this season by Steph Curry because Ray Allen only leads him by 141 three-pointers made. And with hindsight, the Timberwolves should not have traded him on draft night. Yeah, um, it's funny to me that Ray Allen for like this generation is just like, this three-point shooter, this stationary dude or coming off screens and they don't remember like Bucks Ray Allen or Sonics Ray Allen where he was just a monster everywhere. Oh man, he when he was on the Sonics, I mean, it broke my heart because obviously Gary Payton and him were traded for each other basically. But yeah, Sonics Ray Allen was, uh, if he, if only he didn't have that bum Richard Lewis oh, there we go. as his running mate. 
they maybe we would have done something else but all right well the game has come to an end and here are the final scores uh with 221 we have the homosexuals and our clipboard captains of the game who will be receiving the coveted cooper rush award with 586 points is X-Pac 12. Is there anything you guys would like to say before we call it a night? Aggressive cross chops. I would like to say that, David, you're the only Oregon fan that I'll ever like or respect. Rodney, great to have you on, man. <laughs> um, I just, I, I, first I want to apologize to Scott because I promised him negative points and we actually got some right. I don't know what happened tonight. You shouldn't have guessed seven. I know we should have guessed that. Then. Um, there was a there was a a Big Bang Theory question, which I mean, I went on a sports podcast and got a question from a show I haven't watched in ten years. But it was a blast. Um, always a, a fun time listening to you guys. I'm really appreciative to have you that you had me on. And uh, you know, maybe maybe I can come back another time and and get less than 221 points. I really went for it, Marcus, with that 24-point wager when I was at 245, but, you know, (laughs) couldn't make it work. Scott, David, you guys got anything? I'll thank Rodney for for coming on. I guess I could do that as the newest bench warmers. This was was fun. Um, Good game, Josh. Thank you. Thank you for writing this. I think the sci-fi was definitely pushing us to the to the brink. I, I don't think that I didn't think we'd ever come up with the Battlestar Galactica question. And I don't think we would have had it not been for your for your giveaway hints. So thank you for a well-written game. It was fun. Marcus and I hit a hot streak. I mean, the, the few things just sort of were circling around in the in, in my brain, or they were just at the top of Marcus's. And so we just you just hit a lot of lucky spots for us. So thank you. Great game. And it's it's great to be a bench warmer. Well, I'm gonna echo David. Rodney, thanks for being my partner and jumping on the L train. If you don't win, have fun is the mantra. And I feel like we did. So, you know, that's really all it comes down to. Um, And also, you know, thank you for your support, just being a fan of the show and being in the fantasy football league and, you know, kind of everything else. So we really appreciate that. Yeah. Josh, it was a fun game. Uh, Again, even if we didn't know it, it was fun coming up with answers that we didn't know. So, you know, it was definitely a fun game. It was pretty well-rounded, a lot of, you know, good areas. Um, you know, 1933 triple crown winners are never going to be my thing. And that's fine. And as far as David goes, yeah, you hit us. We got we on a hot streak. No, you broke into the palace. You didn't get on a hot streak. You committed a crime and you won. So you know what? If you want to take, that's fine. Take your victory the way you'll take it. That's fine. But just know that we know what happened and it won't happen in the future. Well, we just have to verify. We have to verify because maybe Dan has given him access. We don't Ocean, know. Oceans too. Oceans yeah, really, too. That's right. <laughs> You become a bench warmer and you just start breaking into everybody's mind palace. And, and well, there's only one worth breaking into. into. Yeah, well, there's only one mind palace, and that's oh, the only one worth breaking yeah, into. Yeah, you know what? Though, but, in, you know. in honor of Scott, if if we decided that I broke into the mind palace, I want the nickname the skunk. That's what I'm going for now. <laughs> <laughs> you were the skunk all along. <laughs> all right, all right. Yes, we did learn that uh, LA skunks can open doors. So, you know, I don't know that they can, but I, I won't pass them. So I'm just going to take, you know, all precaution. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. Rodney, thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for being an active participant in our Facebook group, The Bench. It had been a little bit since I'd written a game. So this one took me a little longer. So, um, but I had fun with it. And hopefully you guys did have a, at least a decent time with it. And by the way, the only points that were missed in halftime was one team didn't get the bonus points. 
So you guys got all those sci-fi questions right. All you sci-fi haters. Well, it's okay. You can hate sci-fi, I guess, whatever. All right. Well, I think uh, I think with that, we're going to call it a night, gentlemen. So without further ado, thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Stretch, stretch, get on back there. They look up, you can put it on the board. Yes, yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.